Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, September 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Labor Party is set to reject Boris Johnson's fresh push for a snap election. And U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin calls for the immediate recapitalization of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac more than a decade after they were bailed out by the government. Plus, the FT's Shanghai correspondent Tom Hancock explains why Chinese tech groups, including Alibaba, poured money into physical retail and how it has worked out for them so far. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Boris Johnson has thrown down a challenge for a vote next week on a snap UK election. And it looks like the opposition Labour Party isn't going to bite. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn considers the move by Mr. Johnson to be a trap. MPs from several opposition parties worry that the prime minister could win the proposed October 15th election and then take Britain out of the European Union without a deal. But some of Mr. Corbyn's aides feel like an election should come as soon as possible. They're worried that Labour could look weak if it refuses to back an early poll. Mr. Corbyn has said that he wants an election as soon as possible, but this week he said he would only back an election once the legislation to prevent a no-deal Brexit on October 31st has been approved by Parliament. Meanwhile, diplomats and officials in Brussels warn that if Mr. Johnson diverges from EU rules after Brexit, which he has threatened to do, the bloc would be less willing to strike an ambitious trade deal with the UK. Earlier this week, Mr. Johnson's team told the EU that they want to abandon prior commitments made by former Prime Minister Theresa May. On Thursday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin called for the immediate recapitalization of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. The FT's Kieran Stacey explains what this might mean for the mortgage guarantors more than a decade after they were bailed out at the height of the financial crisis. Listeners may have heard of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. These are the two institutions that provide government guarantees for most of the mortgages in America and which make it possible for banks to offer a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, which has really underpinned the US mortgage market for many, many years. These two institutions got taken over by the government at the height of the financial crisis after they had to be bailed out, and they've spent the last 11 years in a kind of pseudo-public state known as conservatorship. Several governments have tried to end this, but they always seem to run into problems, whether politicians aren't able to agree on what kind of guarantees there should be in the future, or what kind of targets they should have for lending to poorer or more rural households, for example. Well, the Trump administration has just launched its latest plan to end the conservatorships and return Fannie and Freddie back into private hands. What I would say about it is that there are some steps that can be taken immediately. In particular, the government can adjust the amount of money that Fannie and Freddie have to return to the Treasury each year and instead allow them to keep more of their profits for themselves, which would make them more attractive to investors should they ever sell shares in themselves. But a lot of this plan requires on Congress to actually vote for new legislation to make it happen. Now, that's simply not going to happen in the next year and a half. Uh, It's not going to happen before 2020, and it's not likely to happen while Congress is divided between the Republicans and the Democrats. So a lot of what's in this plan is actually kicking things back into the long grass for a future government to come back to. And in other news... 
WeWork expects to be valued at less than half of the figure it reached in its last round of funding from Japan's SoftBank. Sources told the FT that the shared office provider is considering an IPO pricing as low as $20 billion. SoftBank invested in the company at a $47 billion valuation at the beginning of 2019. The sharp fall comes after prospective investors raised doubts about WeWork's ability to become profitable anytime soon. The company is expected to begin a roadshow as soon as next week, ahead of the initial public offering. And Wall Street rallied yesterday, reacting to news that Washington and Beijing will resume trade talks. U.S. equities edged back towards record highs reached earlier in the summer. The main indices all closed in the green. Meanwhile, the 10-year U.S. Treasury note ended the day 10 basis points higher at 1.56%. The two-year bill saw its yield rise to 1.55%. The U.S. and China agreed to hold trade meetings in Washington next month. They're the first direct talks between the two countries since July. Upbeat private sector jobs data and services sector data also boosted the mood among investors. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. Chinese tech giants Alibaba and Tencent are known for certain things. Alibaba mostly focuses on the e-commerce space, and Tencent operates social media and video games. But a couple of years ago, both companies started investing in physical retail, like supermarkets. A surprising move considering the declining state of bricks-and-mortar stores. Executives of these companies thought they could transform the profitability of the sector by applying their technology, such as big data and AI, to optimize how the stores are run. The FT's Shanghai correspondent, Tom Hancock, has more on how this experiment has worked out. There was a lot of excitement generated within China and also outside China by this concept that the Alibaba founder Jack Ma came up with a few years ago of new retail, which was going to be defined as the merging of online and offline in a way that would somehow create lots of synergies and lead to more profitable offline businesses. And there was an idea that Chinese businesses had maybe struck on a formula that could be used to revive retail, which, as we know, in the West is struggling due to the onslaught of e-commerce. So, Tom, how have they found things shaking out for them since they started this investment? Well, what got us started on this story was looking at Yonghui, which is a very successful supermarket chain which was invested in by Tencent. They have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on new retail format stores, which are very exciting. If you go inside them, there are all kinds of new features. For example, restaurants inside the stores where you can cook meals. And then there's a huge amount of online and offline integration. But actually, Yonghui divested from this business earlier this year because it's been loss-making for the past three years. And it seemed like the large capital expenditures needed to fund these new format stores has not yet been met with a financial return. We think that the other new retail players, Alibaba notably, which has a range of supermarkets, it's rolled out hundreds of them, 
we think that Alibaba is in a similar situation and the profitability of these stores is very doubtful due to the large amounts that needs to be spent on installing them and running them. So does this mean they're reconsidering these decisions? I think with uh, Alibaba, they've indicated that they're going to expand their supermarket range across the country. And they have, obviously, as China's biggest tech company, large cash reserves that they can rely on to do that. But I do think that there is a sense in the industry of rethinking this new retail model and maybe some of the more optimistic claims that were made a few years ago are starting to be reconsidered. I would add that from the interviews that we did with retailers and market analysts, it does seem like one of the most promising aspects of new retail and maybe an area where there's a lesson for U.S. chains is the conversion of supermarkets into delivery hubs. So in Alibaba supermarkets, about half the store will be basically just a warehouse where delivery orders are taken and packed and then sent out. Therefore, there are advantages in staffing and so on. I think that's something will probably endure from the investment in, in new retail. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Plus, our economics team will have the latest on the August U.S. non-farm payroll figures, which are due out today. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also got help this week from Michael Bruning. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.